Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Hi, I'm your host. My name is Hannah Norris, if I can say that. Hannah Norris, and I'm here with um, my husband. Carl Donnelly. And this is a podcast about pregnancy. This is episode 36. 36. And uh, officially, this is week 41. Well, if, we, if it was going to be, yeah, if it, had, if it had ultimately gone weekly. Yeah. But it was weekly until... Yes. We had a surprise. Yes. So in week 38, um, we had our baby. Uh, so I'm no longer pregnant anymore because no. she's here. Very much so. Yeah. And being quiet right now. She's being, I mean, you have, you've got her on your shoulder. <laughs> you've got your headphones sort of wonky on your head. Yeah. This is how to record a podcast with a baby. Yeah. Um, and being, uh, when we were at week 38, the plan was that we were going to catch up with a special guest. Uh, Felicity Ward, who we spoke to when she was 38 weeks pregnant yes. and I was eight weeks pregnant. So I thought that was a really nice kind of bookend yeah. um, to the podcast. But yeah, as I said, we had a surprise guest, which was yes. our daughter. So instead this week, we have got Felicity with us, although she's Hi. in Australia. Hi, who is no longer pregnant anymore either. Yeah. And how old's Frankie's? Eight, eight months? Is it? Yeah, eight, nearly eight and a half. He... I have spent the last three and a half months in lockdown with him every day, watching him be frustrated that he can't crawl. Every day I'm like, you can do it, working, supporting, there for him. Two days after I leave, footage of him just crawling across the room. Oh, uh, really? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. He may- believe it, mate. I mean, he, he thanks you for your support, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know. Behind every great man, know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's something we were chatting about just before we started recording um, about how amazing women are, right? Oh, my God. I just, <laughs> I am, yeah, I did, there's just a lot of things that I thought that women who had had children, and I know that, that men can fall pregnant and have children too, but the, the, the like who I'm specifically talking about is I thought, women who are online and stuff and they go women are amazing oh they go through birth and I'm like yeah I get it like it's incredible okay whatever and then I had a child myself I'm like I have been so wrong women are incredible those women are incredible I was judgy and I want to go I want to go up there's so many things I want to apologize for I want to go up to every friend that had a baby and I went around there and let them make me a cup of tea Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) like who do I think I am? <laughs> this person 
has not slept for six weeks, yeah. is keeping a baby alive and learning to do that basically on instinct. And I'm like, oh, you're milking too, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say I, any, any friend of mine who has children, um, particularly like um, women who were single mothers, oh, yeah. oh my single God. parenting, and nah. a friend of mine who've had, who had nah. twins as well, I'm just like, I'm just sending them emails going, I just want to tell you that, I've always, you know, I love you. You're my friend, but I think you are amazing. I don't know how you did it. Single parents are heroes, mm. like just heroes. They should all get a, an MBE if they care about it or just a check for a thousand pounds. Yeah. We were just talking about recently as well, the just the logistics of if you had triplets, just how much nah. carnage that would be. A, a friend of mine, someone she knows, yeah had triplets on the same day that Twyla was born. Um, and she's just sent me a link yeah. to their Instagram, which is triplets of London, the pram, which the I've pram. started following. The pram <laughs> is a normal double like twin pram. And if they've managed to sort of just sort of, it's like a Frankenstein monster. They've t- strapped on another like, car seat. <laughs> like a bad renovation it's like a conservatory for their pram. And there's another baby <laughs> in it. And it's just, it all looks so hard that picture of her just holding three of them in the hospital under a blanket just oh three babies God. on how her do, chip. how do you breastfeed well i don't have like you yeah i there hasn't been footage of that yet but um i know they were they were born early and so yeah. they were in hospital for quite for a few weeks i think and so the on, yeah. on instagram they just were taking the babies home there was a picture the other day with the dad going across a park just with this triple pram monstrosity yeah and from what i can see they're musicians and and you know artists well at least they've got a stable income then yeah (laughs) (laughs) to support three children (laughs) oh do you believe how much babies cost you're like what do you oh yeah i've got to get that the nappy they actually need the actual like we've been trying we've been buying like you know biodegradable hippie nappies essentially like sort of as we, we tried a couple of, we've had a couple of goes at um, reusables. And when I say a couple of goes, yeah. it was literally one go and then bump mm. that for a two No, we did a day where we just went, she just leaked every night. Oh, yeah, we did a day where there was shit and piss all over our house. <laughs> but, um, but basically, um, the biodegradable ones are so expensive. Yeah. Well, everything that's good for the environment or good for you is expensive. Yeah. Because people, because we, you know, because capitalism. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, wait a minute. There's a need for this. Well, I better jack the prices up. See hand sanitizer two months ago. Yeah, but we um, uh, you did give us a bag which had a few of your your newborn nappies that you hadn't oh, yeah. needed to use, and some yeah. other bits and pieces which have been really useful. We've gone through them all. We've now we've kept some aside. There's some newborn ones which we can't use anymore that we're going to hand on to some it's other a, baby. You feel like you're in a club, like when. Yeah. When I when we moved out to Australia to start filming at the beginning of the year and Frankie was only nine weeks old, all of these people, like my my friend who's got two kids said, is there anything you need? I'll chat to the mother's group. And that like they brought over a bath, a change mat, toys, a plate, like all of this stuff. And they're like, oh, just like whatever you want to do at the end. Like it's a, when you're going to have a kid, you're like, I want the best for my baby and it's in a pandemic so secondhand things are, you know, it's, it's a bit tricky. Yeah. But once I've had a baby, I'm like, I'm never going to buy anything new again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like once this pandemic's passed, I'm, it's just, it's so expensive and you realise they don't care. Yeah. And 
we like I, I think I spoke about this on the podcast the first time, but Frankie has a cousin who's six months older than him. Yeah. So every three months we get a full bag of clothes. So I reckon we've probably spent maybe 150 quid on him since he was born on clothes. That's it. Yeah. 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 We've been good with, we haven't but really bought, we've got so many clothes given to us. Yeah. It's yeah. unreal. Like it took, it was like working in a secondhand store, you know, when you look out back and they're all rummaging through yeah. bags. Like <laughs> yeah, we had yeah. like a couple of days of that because we had so many bags of stuff. And Oh, yeah. we've still got a, a box under the bed because people bought things for him when he was a year old and two years old. Yeah. So, it's like I get Christmas every three months. I'm yeah, like, oh, what am I going to dress you in today? We did a we vacuum packed some stuff. Yeah, she's like six to nine months, nine to twelve months. So it's on top of the wardrobe, just like waiting to go. I love it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so great. And well also, done on doing that. Yeah, I know. It's it's what she grew. I mean, we can't believe how quick she's grown out of the. But the newborn stuff yeah. lasted a matter of what four weeks, four five. If weeks? that, yeah, <clears throat> she just got yeah. she just got so long. But it was a thing as well, because I remember my mum saying, because I was heavy when I was born, I was nine pounds something. And she just said, oh, none of the newborn stuff fit you. You know, you had to go straight into the bigger clothes. And because throughout the whole pregnancy, Twyla was called Massive Janet because she was big, 99th percentile, 95%. She was just huge. And then when she was born, she was really average sized like seven pounds. Old average Janet. That's what her name is now. (laughs) Janet. that did you think about calling her janet we i i just it was a running joke for a long time that by the time she near near the birthday i started thinking mooting that it'd be quite a fun middle name and then Hannah it's a fun name for a baby i think it's a fun name yeah little janet hilarious but she knows she's like yeah real fun (laughs) yeah so one of games (laughs) fun and games now (laughs) when she's when she's 12 and getting bullied but yeah so we so those early clothes I didn't even know what would fit her so taking into the hospital when she was born yeah. just going what do you what clothes do you take you don't know what size they're going to be what they need how long you're going to be in there for yeah how cold it's going to be in there yeah I've got a, a friend who's um she's due to have twins in September <laughs> and I'm just like I'm making like excel spreadsheets for her yeah I'm like have this prepared have this prepared you don't need this here is a photo of our change table set up. Like I'm yeah. just, I, I, one, because I can't, I think any, anyone who has a newborn, I'm just astonished if they don't struggle like I did. Mm. I'm like, you're incredible. How are you doing this? Because I just found it so hard and so overwhelming. And so when I think about people who have twins, I'm like, am I having a heart attack? Or <laughs> I mean, I'm not having the baby, yeah. but I do feel very anxious. And so, and f- for that early time like what was it what was that for you then the struggle and um I think the first like the first three or four days were absolutely fine and then like the the blues kicked in which Mm -hmm. they do and that was okay um but I also had uh I had some family stuff going on yeah um it was a really uncomfortable dynamic and I was so exhausted yeah, that I wasn't able to handle it. Um, yeah, but there, there was yeah, there was sort of some behaviour external, that was just like yeah. It, yeah, it was all ex- that was external. And then I, uh, because I don't know if it's because I'm a comedian and I'm used to antisocial hours, I didn't want to go to bed at seven o'clock. Yeah, at yeah. night. So 
like I just thought, no, I don't, I don't want this to be the only thing that I do. So, you know, I'd go and stay up till 11 or sometimes midnight. And I had this crazy thinking, if I go to bed at midnight and I wake up at five, that means I only wake up once in the night because I would rather yeah. have no sleep than have broken sleep. Yeah. yeah. So I did that for weeks and weeks and weeks Ooh. on end. So I had like chronic sleep deprivation. Yeah. And then there was another family dynamic that came up and then I got this job that I went overseas with. And by then I had postnatal depression. I didn't know about it. And then um, I've, I've kind of had the hardest eight months of my life, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, that it's it's been and it just kept happening like there were so many external things that happened my ex-fiance died while I was out in Australia we had a family member fall ill it yeah. was a mess getting over to Australia we yeah. got to Australia and the Airbnb was covered in grease and food so we had to clean after 24 hours with a baby our bassinet got stolen on the flight over our driver <laughs> didn't turn up to the airport like it's a joke <laughs> like it was and it just kept going on and on and, and then on. the pandemic hit as well and then the pandemic hit and we it looked like we were going to be stuck in Australia and then we got a call on the Thursday morning at 8 30 saying um we can get you on a flight this afternoon but you'll have to be packed up in five hours mm-hmm. so Frankie would have been four and a half months I think by then and his colleague had passed and his reflex had passed but I, we had a lot of breastfeeding troubles as well and um, problems with, I, like my milk supply, my milk flow dropped for a number of really upsetting reasons, again, external. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we had five hours to get on a plane and it was Chris's birthday to um, <laughs> get back to the <laughs> UK. It was just, and then we had a pandemic and yeah. we couldn't get any help or any support. So, yeah, it was they're, just... Um, they're things you can't put on a spreadsheet, are they? No. You, can't, you cannot put pandemic on the spreadsheet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, but then I, like, and I'm not, like, it's not a solution for everyone, but I just had to go on medication. I've never been that sick before or for mm-hmm. that long. And ever since the medication kicked in, I have just, I just loved motherhood. I yeah. loved it. I really, like, before then... Um, someone who I'm working with now actually or about to work with, um, they had postnatal depression and they put it so perfectly. They said, I was allergic to his cry. Oh, and I'm man. like, that's exactly how I felt. Like I'd have a, just feel this rising panic and try to do anything I could. So, yeah. so it stopped me from even like Chris and I would, because my husband would be bathing him and Chris is like just dump water on his head. And he'd get it in his eyes and he'd start to cry. And I'm like, you've got it in his eyes. And it, like when I step back, I'm like, it's water. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's going to get used to water. Yeah. It's nothing toxic. That's okay. Yeah. And, but I could, there was no distance between me wanting to stop him to cry. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's, I mean, it's also in that thing of not wanting to harm them and trying to, keep everything safe and when they're crying like I found that for me that's been the hardest times when I've got upset is when she's been so distressed that I can't fix it it's not being able to do something about it which then can you know can escalate it's like if then they're crying a lot then it's it's consistent that feeling oh and that went on for months with us he Mm. cried for months you know Mm. like 
whatever colic is, it's, well, it's, it's, it's yeah, probably that digestive can, related. But yeah, but what? Because what was? Because obviously the colic thing is they've got to cry. For, well, they say to be colic, it's a crime for a minimum of three hours a day, three days a week for three weeks or something. That is some weird three threes. But what are we talking like in terms of hours? Every day for a start. There's no. I thought it was every day for two weeks, minimum three hours. But he, so there was a period of about a month where he cried from seven o'clock at night till 11 o'clock at night every day. And then that was from about two weeks, I suppose. And then it started to bleed into the day as well. Right. And then Chris went back to work only for a couple of, only two days a week and only for two weeks. Uh, Or maybe three days a week, but it wasn't, it wasn't a lot. You were by yourself. Yeah. I was by myself. Frankie didn't nap. Frankie's our little boy. Um, he would sometimes nap for, or sometimes he'd nap for three hours and then sometimes he'd nap for 15 minutes. Yeah. There was no pattern to his napping. And whenever I tried to do something, of course, that's when he would cry, wake up again. So mm-hmm. I'd have a shower. I'd ne- I've never had a shower in those first two months. I never had a shower where he didn't wake up crying. Yeah. Um, he, the other thing was he breastfed for an hour. Like all of his feeds took an hour. Wow. So is that on one side or over both sides? Just on one side? Just on one side. And then the next time I did one boob at a time. So yeah. I do one feed, one boob, the other feed, the other boob. And yeah. I've got one of those little apps that tells you which, you know, which boob. Um, <laughs> like you log which one you did last and for how long. They were we're doing that. Show. We're doing that manually. We've just got a, a blackboard that I write. We write oh. stuff I cannot recommend getting an app enough. I mm-hmm. cannot because it means when, you know, with if Twyla moves onto the bottle at any stage mm-hmm. or onto solids, like now because um, uh, my uh, mother-in-law looks after Frankie as well, mm-hmm. she's on the app. So yeah. if, if she looks after him, she knows when he slept last, yeah. when he napped last, when he changed. It's, we've, we find it at like incredibly helpful what, even what to the it? point where i'm a uh, it's called a uh, uh, glow baby i think okay so glow was the one that i used when i was trying to get pregnant and then nurture which is one of theirs as well i just stuck with them because yeah you know that that's how brand loyalty works <laughs> and um and then their their once once you've had the baby is um glow baby and it's free for the first two parents and um it it's you can put all your milestones on there, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, but I just, in the, it was just so, I, I, I couldn't have done, and chalkboard's really good Yeah. as well. Um, it, I just found, I'm never, I, I don't forget it. Yeah. And we've just done it since he was born. Yeah, so it was an hour. So shout out to Glow be. Baby. <laughs> Sponsorship for all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so you, you were, please. Yeah, you were saying that, the breastfeeding then was an hour per feed. Yeah. So it was, uh, so he'd feed for an hour and then maybe, you know, he's supposed to feed every two or three hours, however long it was. And there were some times that he would have slept through had I not woken him up, but I was so worried that, you know, you can't let them sleep that long. When I think you can, I think you probably can. Yeah. Um, well, we did um, our NCT catch up the other day with uh, oh, 
uh, on Zoom. But I mean, we've been hanging out actually. We've been meeting up in the parks with the people from our NCT group for yeah, for weeks. So it's actually been really nice and helpful. But we um, mm. because the, when we did the breastfeeding thing, mm. basically it was quite it was stressed quite a lot. And Hannah's been really committed to doing it, which was to yeah. always offer the second breast uh, when feeding. Yeah. But Twyla definitely in the last two weeks or ten days. How long do you reckon until she's really just been like, I don't want the second one? Yeah, she yeah, it's definitely been a week or yeah, so. It's often often been a struggle before that to try and yeah. convince her. And Hannah's still been like mm. sort of just plowing through to offering her to say, and sometimes she'll offer it and Twyla kicks off. And actually she got really chilled mm. after feeding and she probably would have gone to sleep. And then suddenly she's yeah. stuck again. And then Hannah just asked oh, mate. at the NCT thing, just said like, like, you know, I've been offering it every time and sometimes it really upsets her. And, the woman just went, oh, yeah, you know, when she's seven weeks now, you can start trusting her mm. rather than just the rules that are stated. You know what I mean? You actually start learning what your baby wants and needs. And Yeah. Yeah, it's not I as was ridiculous so as people make out, under it? it. Yeah. I just couldn't even separate myself from the rules. They were, like, yeah. the only things that got me through. I remember, like, what, Frankie, I'd, like, wake him up, try, I'd get him out of bed to wake him up to feed him. And so I remember once it taking me an hour to wake him up. He could have just been sleeping. Yeah. I could have been sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Like, just let the baby sleep a bit more. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, after seven weeks, eight weeks, you don't need to, you know, you can follow their lead a little bit more. Yeah. Obviously, don't give them the keys to the car. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, we had a thing where I, I was saying to you on, on WhatsApp, because um, Twyla wakes up quite a lot during the night you know she's an hour and mm. a half two hours generally for feeds and yeah. two nights not last night the night before she slept for three hours well I, I got to oh. sleep for three hours straight and then three hours straight again and then two hours and I woke up in the morning was just I was ecstatic you, <laughs> you had the look of somebody who just come back from a like a weekend spa break <laughs> yeah it yeah. was unreal yeah just I remember I literally remember the first time Frankie did two three-hour blocks and then a two-hour block so over <laughs> the period of like 11 hours I'd had eight hours sleep yeah, yeah. it's just like who is this person I mean that didn't happen for a while after that but I remember the first time well that was it we got very cocky it happened two nights ago didn't, I didn't because oh. I'm I'm so suspicious of being too cocky but, yeah, but like, you definitely like, that it. was so good I don't you know hopefully I've got my fingers crossed and then last night she woke up for one feed at what was it 2 30 2 45 yeah and didn't go back to sleep until 4.30. She was yeah, so classic. awake. She was like, yeah. it was like Twyla went, I had so much sleep last night, guys. I'm going to stay awake. Yeah, I'm oh. refreshed. <laughs> and then she woke up at 5 and then at 6.30 and then, you know. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, mate. You guys are amazing. I can't believe you're doing a podcast. I well, couldn't we make myself a sandwich. <laughs> well, weirdly, I think we've been i mean i've been i obviously I'm, i haven't got a breastfeed so i've got it a lot easier but i think even hannah's like hannah's energy levels have been pretty remarkable yeah considering we're still we're at this over set we're at seven and a half weeks and you know it's been pretty full-on but uh, you know you've still been i'm very we're very much sharing i i really keep saying that that we're really sharing the caring of her like you're yeah you're you're not working you're not going out and I'm so, not. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I mean, you, you are making some little videos every yeah. now and then. Oh, your funny little videos online, eh? 
Not your, your videos are very funny, Carl. They are <laughs> very you. funny. As yet, uh, not monetized. So. You'll get there. <laughs> but I mean, Chris and I, like, we shared everything. We was like, he was doing all of the cooking, like all of the cooking. Yeah. And then he would do at least, we take turns in feeds. So I'd do a breastfeed and then he'd do at least one bottle at night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know when that's, when the bottle came the bottle we tried the bottle at the beginning and he brought it all up right. so because i think chris fed him too quickly i had so when i was, had to wake me up when i was in hospital was when i had to stay there for two nights i could hear that in in a in a ward with three other women in the the bed next to me we were all curtained off from each other but mm. i could hear that she was um bottle feeding her baby and would just hear the baby vomit like all the after every feed basically and i was i was in the next bed like oh my god that's that like that would be freaking me out that would have been freaking me out it was her third child so she was she would kind of just relax oh baby here you go like twyla did her first projectile vomit yesterday Yesterday morning yeah (laughs) and it wasn't like i saw i read something saying that some of them can go across the room. Like literally you can get like... Yeah, I've heard that too. I've, I've, but she did one that was pretty... You know, it had was, power to had it. power, but it wasn't, yeah. As yet, she's not done the exorcist style one. No, I mean, Frankie's never done an exorcist, but he had reflux, so he still throws up. He's like eight and a half months and it's only because we've brought solids in and he's having, he's having three meals a day now. Yeah. But... Um, I was speaking to my mother-in-law this morning and she said that he brought up a lot of his bottles. So he's yeah. just, he just doesn't have a stomach for, and it's for people that are going to write in and go, maybe he has a milk allergy. He doesn't have a milk allergy. <laughs> yeah. So thank What's... you. I know that you've had an, an episode with it and you found it out and it changed your life. My son doesn't have a milk allergy yeah. or a dairy allergy. Hi there. I'm Yasmin Akram. Join myself and my friend Philippa Dunn each week for our podcast, We Heart Worry, a show about cars and their engines. Obviously not. It's a show where we talk about our fears, our worries and our anxieties in a bid to help you with yours. And we just have a laugh as well. So join us. There's nothing to be scared of. I promise. 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Have you, did you, um, has he been medicated for it? So we, yeah, while we were talking to one of our NCT group, and they've, they're, one of their son has a quite bad reflux, and he's, he was put on some medication that was really working. On a liquid amaprazole. Yeah, and then they've changed it to another one that's not working, and now they're having real right. trouble getting them to go back to the original medication. Like apparently the doctors are just playing sort of hardball. I think it's because because she went. She yeah. it was two different GPs because uh, she's registered outside of London. Because in the in the right. lockdown, they were at a family home. And that yes. doctor had given her this liquid imaprazole, which really worked. And now she's back in London and they yeah. won't give her that. So did you go down the medication route or just? I w- well, I went to a GP twice. And uh, the first time she said, try Infocol, yeah, which is just this thing that joins up the bubbles. Yeah. And then she tried, she said, we'll try Gaviscon. And then we left the country. And, um, she said, oh, I don't want to put him on hard medication first. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But then we left the country. Fuck me. I wish we had it. I wish I wish we had it. Yeah. But can I give you the best tip that was passed on to me? If there's anyone listening that has a baby with reflux, for whom medication didn't work, because we, like, we gave him Infocol and Gaviscon for months. It didn't work, but it made us feel better. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was purely psychosomatic. Yeah. But a friend of mine who I went to school with, who I reconnected with, um, his baby had, or his child had reflux when he was, uh, when she was younger. He brought over a set of 24 cloth nappies and he said, I want you to have these as a gift. And oh my God, it was the best gift because like with muslin cloths, they, the spew goes through really easily. And even though muslins are lovely and you can use them for lots of different things, the nappy cloths, you can use them to wipe up tea, to wipe up yeah, spew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can be a shade. They can be a pillow. And so now we've just got like 15. We let, had to leave 10 back in Australia. Things we've got. Might be. Uh, basically, we, uh, we've got some like, yeah, reusable. We've got a few different types of reusable nappy. But so far, we tried putting these ones that have got like quite a thick nappy cloth in them. We tried putting them on Twilight mm. and it made her look like something from Lord of the Rings. So it looked like, you know, like a, a kilo of sugar <laughs> each side of her. Just <laughs> stuffed down her pants. It. She hated it because it was like so thick between her legs. It was pushing her legs out. Yeah, yeah. She, you, you could tell she was like, get this, get this off me. Yeah. I so, don't know what you think you're playing at. Yeah. <laughs> this is not going to continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've not come back into circulation. But we have got Yet. like a, a sort of drawer full of these thick nappy cloths that We've not thought about using it in other well, circumstances. You grow, you've put her on it when you when you're having a bit of nudie time. Yeah, yeah, nudie time, or when you're breastfeeding. You know, I, like um, when Frankie fed, I all like at the end, and he'd be asleep. Sometimes he'd open his mouth, and all of it would just dribble down my top. So I constantly smelt like milk. So mm. I'd sometimes pull a little flannel under, and I wish yeah. I had one of these big nappy cloths because yeah, yeah, yeah. then. I, because it's a really, it can be really disgusting when you smell like milk all day and yeah. you don't get time necessarily to have a shower. Some mums do, 
and then some mums don't. I didn't. And so I would have loved something bigger because I'd use muslins as well. But again, didn't absorb it. I get so I'm such a convert. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, are you comfortable talking about the boob drips? Oh, yeah. Um, basically, because when, so there's, yeah, so we often Hannah has to put a muslin under her other boob while feeding. Because if she forgets, yeah. uh, Twyla sort of lies underneath that one and it gets soaked. Like yesterday, yeah. I, yes, yesterday she was, I took her and I was like, she's weed all over herself. And we realised Hannah had just dripped all down her. And it was yeah. Like, <laughs> and I've had, I've had the sprays. Yeah. Just like, yes. like it's the finest mist. Like it's the finest <laughs> mist of milk. It's like one of air fresheners in a bathroom. It goes, yeah. it got, yeah. It's got more power than that. Like I think the spray is... Yeah. Got, about um probably maybe a meter i think it could go and i i could i I was in the it was in the night when it happened the first time and i could kind of see it in the shadow just this just this this laser coming out of my boob and then i tried to touch it and i almost couldn't feel it and then i was like oh my god no there it's spraying out like oh god god, quick quick wake up look at this look at this i'm not woken up so it's a magical yeah it's so magical i mean it's very it's been amazing to just watch a, you know, a baby be fed <laughs> a human being surviving just off breastfeeding for seven and a half weeks it's crazy yeah and like theoretically she can do that for a lot longer yeah. just breast milk isn't that amazing from that for like theoretically let's say like uh 15 to 18 months yeah from their conception your body is the only thing that they need. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 just, it is. I have that thing like during pregnancy, I, f- I felt, I really felt that. I think now because too. of external, you know, because you're in the world and there's all sorts of other things going on, like I don't see the wonder of it as much in myself, you know, for no, me. Because when I was pregnant, I was... It, it was it was I was someone else like yeah. it is like living in a so lots of people it's like living in a nightmare yeah but I was so keenly aware of how incredible what was happening inside me was and I look at my body now and I remember the look of being pregnant as yeah. I look at photos I'm like god I don't actually remember what it feels like but when I was there I didn't remember what it looked like to have a normal body yeah having said that I am a full stone heavier than I was before I fell pregnant and that weight has gone nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) That that must be interesting for you because you've always been thin and your, your likelihood of always being bulimic to lose weight, isn't it? That you could, you could get thinner with stress and all that kind of thing. So easily. So now it's the biggest problem I have um, is not with being heavier. I, I really quite like being heavier, mm. but I have accrued so many clothes over the years, and I've been a size six since I was 22. And that yeah. was 18 years ago. So I have 18 years of clothes that I am either going to throw out, give to someone, or work towards. Yeah. Which yeah. sounds. I don't think I'm ever going to be a six again. I really don't. No. I'm a. But I tell you what, four months of lockdown and a, a rekindled love of Choc mint cornettos has not helped my case. Yeah, I mean we have we've we've really started to talk this last week about should we start not eating chocolate all the time? 
I had a thing. I went yeah. for a walk the other day. I went for a big walk and I, I got chafing in between my thighs, which I. <laughs> yeah, never had. <laughs> no. What's it called? Um, chub rub. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? I remember there was a yeah. Rebel Wilson TV show, Bogan Pride, that was on yes. like one series. And I just remember her running and going, oh, roast beef, roast beef, roast beef. <laughs> As her thighs rubbed Yeah, together. I get I get itchy fat now. Like when I exercise, my stomach gets itchy or my thighs get itchy because <laughs> fat's just been thrown around. They're like, this isn't connected to the bone. What's happening here? With my, with my thighs, I came back and I was like, fuck, that hurts. And then I put her baby bum butter stuff on it and it was like, <laughs> oh, a bit right. of pseudo so cream. Nice. There we go. What was it? it was our so Fitbit, nice. My Fitbit yesterday told me I did 1,800 steps all day, which is you should do more than that just going to the toilet back and forth in a day like, i was so um static we've, we've just put our fitbits back on yeah we? but then i had a good I had guys a... it's seven weeks i know <laughs> give yourself yeah. a break true but we've been very good I'm at eight and a half out. months true but yeah. we've been very good at getting out and about i've like, gone out for loads we've like from very early on like from i think she was five days old was when we went for our first walk out around the park oh, and, and i'm like, so astonished we, so yeah i think actually I think you know it's been quite but it's, yeah. it hasn't felt as crazy I did my first solo trip with her sort of on Sunday market. though that was so we often go to this farmer's market in Queen's Park um together yeah and Carl I know that had, park the one you're talking about I've been there. had um Dave Fulton come over to help fix his motorbike <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was like okay I'm gonna go by myself with Twyla because our pram's so massive and the yeah, carriage yeah. underneath's really good for bringing all the food home and so Lovely she knows that she knows that route really well um and we cut through queen's park to get there so sometimes now we're going to queen's park to meet the other babies and the and the and the, and the parents so i was almost at queen's park when she woke up she never usually wakes up if it's just me and carl with her she'll sleep all the way through mm. the farmer's market and wake up kind of just before we get back home but with me she just of woke course. up before got through the park she's still awake got to the farmer's market like went in and she started to cry so I managed to get some of the things I wanted to get yeah. and then, then she was crying the whole way through got out she stopped crying then I found someone else's phone and was like I can't just leave this phone here so I was trying to deal with this <laughs> lost iPhone and then she started crying again I got into the park stopped her from crying got halfway across the park she started crying again I'm like right I'm gonna feed her and sat under a tree cross-legged ah. and fed her <laughs> Then, um, then the guy was calling me about this. This phone was ringing in my oh my god bag that I couldn't get to, and I finally got it after she finished feeding. We made an arrangement to meet up. Then it started to rain a little bit. Then I got palpitations. I mean, but I couldn't. You just wanted an orange. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wanted those cherries so badly. When it started raining, so it was a bit. It started raining really heavy for about, I mean, one minute, and then it just stopped. But for, for, as it got to like the end of that first minute, I was like. She Hannah hadn't brought the rain cover for the pram, <laughs> yeah. uh, raincoat. I was literally like, I'm going to have to, I'm just going to have to go and find, out here. find her in the streets. <laughs> I had this thing because I get palpitations sometimes, but, and to stop the palpitations, I have to lean, I have to stop and just kind of lean down, go get my head beneath my heart. But if I stopped, she start crying in the pram. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to have palpitations for the rest of this walk. So you were bending over, hands up, pushing the pram. <laughs> <laughs> and then at one like point a the mobile downward dog the phone rang again and when i went to get the phone out my um my debit card flew out of my bag 
So I went to go and pick that up and the pram started rolling <laughs> away and I was like. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was I can't believe you have a sense of humour about this at this point. <laughs> when Hannah, I'm got, having... when Hannah came back, I, it was, I know it's, you shouldn't laugh, but you looked like you'd been through such a war. I did. War. It looked like I'd run a 10-kilometre <laughs> like, yeah. hard race. Oh. Because it's the stress of like, am I going to have to feed you? If I am, is there somewhere I can feed you? Yeah. Are you going to wake up? Are you going to go to sleep? And that's what the incredible thing about, because that, that continues probably for the rest of your life yeah. to some degrees. It just get quieter and quieter and quieter. But the unbelievable thing about quarantine is after 10 days or after eight days, that switched off. So I actually woke up feeling refreshed, but it took eight days for the, because you're on high alert, even yeah. when you don't want to be, even when you're watching a movie and they're asleep or you're watching a TV show because you won't be watching full movies at this stage. <laughs> you're watching 45-minute chunks of movies and then getting back to it two weeks later. Yeah. But, um, like, I haven't, I don't think I've slept through the night since I've been here. Mm. Um, even though I sleep through the night at home, as does Frankie, uh, but in, in the day I still had like a, a hypervigilance about me. And yeah. it's so nice to have my nervous system feel like it's restored to even half of a normal level, you know. Yeah. And in you, you're going into filming again in tomorrow in the next couple of days, is that right? Yeah, on Monday, next month. And in the past, would you have felt anxiety about that? Do you, do you have any anxiety about doing that work compared to like the sort of the feelings that you have with the baby? No, I, I mean... Work was one of the only things that kept me sane when I was mm -hmm. postnatal because yeah. I, I just felt the weight of responsibility of being a mum. Even though you get told it, like different people react to it differently, but the fact that he couldn't live without me yeah, and uh, that there was no one else that could breastfeed him. Mm. But I also liked that. I liked being like that, that part of motherhood. But the pressure of it and the sleeplessness, I just thought this is never going to end and I'm going to feel this stress out for the rest of my life, even though I, I, I knew cognitively that wasn't the truth. Mm -hmm. But physiologically I, I couldn't shake that feeling that I felt yeah. um, trapped and that I was doing a bad job as a mum. Mm. So when I went to work, because he wasn't there, I missed him but I did not miss the responsibility. Yeah. There was a friend of mine who got in touch when she, she had postnatal too and she said, her and her friend used to write to each other, love the kid, hate the job. Yeah. About motherhood. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't that I hated the job. I just felt so distressed by his crying and the incessance of it. And then how, you know, how isolated Chris was in Australia. He had no friends, he had no family, and he had a baby with colic and his wife went to work. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's in this Airbnb on the other side of the world, you know, with no support not knowing that yeah. even the health system that kind of stuff you know yeah but I I really love being a mum now yeah like I, I just he's Frankie's the best person I've ever met <laughs> yeah he's the best yeah and I have breakfast with him every day in quarantine yeah so he wakes up and um, my mum and mother-in-law calls and she sets up the iPad in front of his um, high chair yeah. And he gets bed and he's a little monster. And, you know, I do all the classic songs and games we used to play in the lounge room and he recognises them, which is good. Yeah. And he gets really excited when he sees me, which I, I actually didn't expect given 
I tried to speak to my niece for six years on Skype before she wanted to talk to me. Yeah, yeah. I think that that says something about her, doesn't it? Not about the medium. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll actually bring that up next time I see her. Yeah. It's them moments like, the, I mean, it's still the early stage, but then moments, the moments when they first, you realise they first have recognised the thing. Or, oh, you know, you first, you. the first time you get a smile in response to something rather than when they're probably just passing wind or something. Yeah. So, yeah, their moment, they're pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So oh, I was that saying, doesn't stop. Yeah. The, the new yeah. recognitions and things like that, yeah, as they keep coming. I was just saying because you just cried. You've stopped crying now when stopped. she smiles at well, you. But. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm now used to it. Um, but well, I still, it still gets me every time. But the first few times she just smiled at me, I just, it just set me off. I just cried. Yeah, because it's extraordinary. I still, yeah. I still look at photos of Frankie and, I mean, this might just be my low self-esteem, but I cannot believe a baby so beautiful loves <laughs> me that <Yeah>. much. <laughs> like that, that I'm the person and he's like, you but I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, do you? Because I love you. Like, this is the best coincidence. There's still a part of me that even though I feel like his mum, there's still a part of me that feels like he's choosing to hang out with me, even yeah, though he yeah, isn't. Yeah. But it just feels like, I, I don't know, he's so much fun. Even when he's frustrated, he's so much fun. And he's a real dingus. And he's pissed on me so many times. Yeah. And I just still find it funny. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's something that we don't have to deal with. Obviously, we heard about those little yeah. teepees. Did you have one of those to put over his? We've got teepees, yeah. And sometimes you remember, and sometimes once he's at a certain age, he will just grab the teepee off, and then he will try to rip his penis off with a vigor that is upsetting and traumatizing. Oh God! Like the amount of times my husband's come in and just gone. Mate, you you can't do that to a you dick. You just can't. You want to treat it with a bit more respect because they don't know it's connected to them, and they're like no. pulling up to their ears. Oh god! <laughs> oh, it's so aggressive, and he loves to play with it. Just yeah. Mm. yeah well, it would be fun. Our main thing: we have to make sure that she doesn't have poo in her fanny. Yeah, I know that's a real oh yeah regular regular check in. you got to do. Poo in the flaps. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, she could be very Australian. And it's normally based on which angle she's been at when she does a poo. Like if she's lying on yes. your on your chest and she does yeah. a massive poo, you're like, that's that's in the flaps. I know. We've, yeah. we've started to call um they had they had Joel creases. That's what when we because they're her little creases down there. For oh, some reason, that's so Got to clean out her Joel creases. I'm like, is, I'm like, is there a joke? Is there a story about Joel shitting in a woman's flat? That sounds <laughs> no. not the window. That doesn't sound on brand at all. No, no. not She's even got, after a few drinks. She's got creases. Yeah, I Joel get it creases. Now. <laughs> um, there's, uh, there's been a couple of monumental shits. Mm -hmm. Um, one happened on was the first one after about an hour on the plane over to Australia, and. Because air pressure does something <laughs> to babies, so they're they're This is something I do need to know about. Yeah, yeah. So pack um, pack a nappy for every hour you're on the plane. Mm -hmm. That's what wow. they say. Yeah, and take Probably more for like the six outfits for her, mm -hmm. and then pack at least two or three for you because you forget that you get covered in spew and milk and poo, and you're going to be on a plane for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first one he did, I, 
and also the other thing is we've we've got like one of those um you know those changing bags and they've got a change mat in them yeah mm-hmm. yeah so we also have this thing called a zip hop which matthew crosby recommended to us mm-hmm. which is a portable changing mat and you can put nappies in there and there's a section for wipes you can put a little pseudo cream they're great right so rather than taking the whole bag so chris said oh we don't need the ziploc bag a zip hop because um we've got the, the backpack and i went you know what i'm just gonna bring it anyway so the first time i used the change mat from the bag which is made of material and not waterproof oh come on which seems very rookie for a travel bag yeah yeah so i put frankie down open him up he has shat up to his ears, oh. just his whole back and up to his ears. And then, of course, the mat <laughs> is ruined. Yeah. So I'm like, I believe we'll be using the Ziploc, a Ziploc bag for the next 23 hours. Oh, my God. It's, and as well, I imagine on a plane, because normally if they're on you, you feel it or you hear it or, you know, you're, just, you're aware they've just gone to the toilet. On a plane, the noise and the vibrations, you yeah. haven't got a clue they've yeah. done it until they, you work it out. Yeah. You just you just go. Oh, I wonder if. Oh yeah. yeah. I think that's I've got because we've just um, you know, we'd been using some white noise sometimes for her when she gets mm-hmm. distressed, and then I just discovered pink noise as well. And with pink noise, oh. it's like it's a, it's a slightly different frequency or something. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of pink noise that is actually airplane noises. Yes. It sounds like when you're on the plane, and I was like, yeah, right. Oh wow, that that must that kind of. I will say though, if you are for for anyone who's using it for their baby, be aware that it's very short tracks, Mm. and when it changes from one track to the next, it's such an aggressive change. (laughs) Like like it's got, it goes quiet, and then like it just comes in with the next one, and actually that normally um, jolts them. So yeah, put one one on loop, and then you're you're fine. Yeah, put that one on repeat. Well, we had the, we've got the calm dot com at. This is the other thing that happens to you when you have a baby. Can't talk. Your mouth no. and your brain are like, I don't feel like having a conversation with you. You sort it out by yourself. Ours are usually just one letter in a word. Yeah. Just it changes. Mm. Like I said mm. the other day, instead of saying still, I just said spill. It's just those yeah. minute, the changes are whole I just sentence. said Ziploc instead of zip hop. Yeah. And I will say that for the rest of my life. <laughs> Very much the same way my dad calls the movie Groundhog Day, Hedgehog Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Mind you, he doesn't know to correct himself. So, um, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, we were talking about planes, poos, planes, poos. planes. Oh, white noise, white noise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we have the calm dot oh, yeah, app, yeah. Uh-huh. and we just we would just play the the waves. I would play the rain because I love listening to the rain. Yeah. And then Chris got so upset by it. He's like, "We've got to start playing waves because I I can't." deal with that and then we found out that our monitor has white noise on it too uh, yeah. yeah so we put that on and that also helps like uh now at his age he doesn't need um uh the white noise mm. but it helps drown out the sound in the rest of the flat yeah so we can cook in the kitchen and make a bit of noise and he can't hear it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. as good for insulating as it is for um actually calming them down yeah Cool. I'm just thinking about the time. And what time do you well, know? I also I, I have a suspicion she has done a poo. I felt some rumbling. Ooh, she does poos. She's like, Let's just say that. She, yeah. She yeah. the word the, the ones that like because I'm doing most of the changes 
like mm-hmm. a majority of them but sometimes in the yeah. night you, you'll do one if I if I don't rouse and um basically, I allow him an extra sleep but um wow so, I, so I'm the one who I, I often gets the she does a poo I change it literally do the nappy up she does another poo change it three in a so row I do the third one does a poo and it's basically apparently yeah. it's just that thing of you know you, it's air and stuff can encourage more out and things there's like it's loads of reasons but they're the ones that are demoralizing when you get that third one you're like come on oh I've written it down I can remember the night that I I fed um Frankie and I thought you know what I'm just going to change him and put him to sleep I can do that this one time that's and actually I did it loads of times but I he fed for an hour he probably that was one of those nights that he took half an hour to wake up and I changed him and he pissed on me and so I changed it. I had to change all of his clothes, yeah. Um, which was a like a baby grow and then the long sleeve yeah. um, outfit on top of that. Um, and then so I changed him again and I changed his nappy and then he did a poo and I took that off and then he got some poo on that one. So then I had to change both of his outfits again and then change the third one and he did another poo and I'm like, oh. I think I've got to get Chris. Oh, there's yeah. one night. <laughs> I'll tell you this story because only parents would understand. I kind of needed to go to the toilet when he was feeding, but I thought, ah, oh, it's okay. So I'm changing him and he pooed and then I had to change him and then he was doing another poo and then I thought, I'm going to shit myself now. <laughs> so I just had to put him on the floor on this bit of lamb's wall with a muslin cloth and run to the toilet while he was yeah, crying yeah. on the floor because I'm like, I have a bit of shit in my pants too, Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm sorry, mate. It's 3 a.m., yeah. We're just both going to have to cry this one out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's. A, I think our, our digestive systems, even though, you know, we're not physically connected now, I think they're still connected. My stomach's making some crazy noises Your at the moment. Made yeah. the longest noise I've ever heard <laughs> last night. Like, it was such a funny one that, like, you know, yeah. it's long enough that I, you, you, you hear, you've, I, you, I turned to Hannah after about the first 20% of the noise <laughs> and then just we just looked at each other while the other 80% happened. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, mate. Can you believe how much has become, how much of your relationship is about body functions now? So it's like, and to go from like, I used to have routines about how I wouldn't even fart in like, if Hannah was in the same building as me. Do you know what I mean? Like, and now we just, it's what we discuss constantly. Constantly. And, And we're just like, is that your stomach or my stomach? Or we've stopped. I don't know what it is about lockdown, but my farts have become so much worse and our ability to leave the room has just dropped to like five percent like, i'm sorry like, what for? you're like that <laughs> that's the thing she's been doing some smelly there's been some smells coming out of her which hadn't been happening recently and then i read that it's possibly i've been eating quite a bit of broccoli at the moment and that apparently can transfer through the milk into their bum holes it's um you can you can I don't, I think that you know this already, but I got told that um, your body, like your milk changes can change from hour to hour Mm -hmm. and is so in tune with the baby that if it's a hot day, that the consistency of the milk will change to be thinner so that the baby gets more water. Isn't that just astounding? And I saw a a thing with twins. You can have your breasts will be two different temperatures. If you've got twins and they're at a different temperature, in terms to regulate them, it will be different temperatures. 
we are magical. Yeah, women are amazing. That's <laughs> where we started like this. That's that's, a, that's wizardry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. No wonder we get paid less. <laughs> realized how fucking powerful we were. Exactly. Or no, that maybe Every- that people do realize how powerful they just got to keep us down. Yeah, man. Get out of here, Carl. <laughs> No, please don't. Please don't. I'm off to change it now. Thank you. (laughs) Please don't. Please don't leave me. Um, Please, please, God, I can't do this by myself. Shout out to single parents again. Yeah, totally. Oh my God, totally. Well, yeah. So nice to talk to you. Yeah. So nice to talk to you guys. Look, I've just had a a burger and chips, and I've just finished watching Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So I'll probably get back to my thousand-piece jigsaw now. Um, I've been doing it for 10 days yeah very good if you don't don't you beat yourself up remember that you have only had a baby for seven weeks yeah please remember that and that you're managing to record a podcast you are doing phenomenally (laughs) well phenomenally you still love each other you guys still seem pretty happy we still haven't had we still haven't had a baby related I haven't had an argument since she was born Mm. or before But she's all before, yeah. We don't argue. We sort of we have the old discussion where we work something out. But yeah, we've not. I'm surprised. I was very, very prepared for right. We're really yeah. good at not arguing. We're very chilled and we'd always discuss something yeah. and just oh, that's, that's it sorted. But I was like, secretly, I was like, we're definitely gonna have arguments in the early days yeah. of Twyla being here, and that hasn't happened. Well so done, far. guys. So I'm very just congratulations surprised. for being wonderful. Thank, Thank you. you. And you've been very supportive. You've offered, um, you know, there's advice that you gave us on the podcast at first, like for example, the bio oil. I did that the whole way, yes. the whole way through my pregnancy hey. and my skin was no all stretches. good and just little text messages and you, you know, you're very encouraging and say really nice things. So thank you for your support throughout the whole oh, time. Not, not at all, mate. Look, I, I think I said it on the podcast last time, or I don't know if I did, but Ellie Taylor did the same thing to me. And yeah, Honestly, just being thought of it yeah. is such because you can feel even if you're doing well, you can feel really alone in pregnancy. Even with your partner, you can feel alone. Even when you're both doing a good job, having another person outside of the people that you see every day, day in and day out, to mm. say, "I'm thinking of you. How are you going?" Just asking you. Yeah. Uh, I just found it so helpful during my pregnancy, and then when I found, uh, you know, the first four or five months so hard I just almost feel like a missionary like I've, I've, I I yeah. honestly feel like it's a calling to take care or to offer what I can to new parents I, yeah. I truly feel like that well that's what you said about pregnancy as well you were like I want to go into schools and go and talk to people about this yeah. and what it's all yeah, about it's really changed me mm. yeah um, who knows for the better but no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I think you're doing just fine I'm doing um, the fine in, in a hotel room for yeah <laughs> yeah until I'm back with leave. Frankie and I'm like ah <laughs> I need a break <laughs> well thank you so much for um talking to us this evening slash morning and um we'll speak oh again God, I can see your baby's little socked feet and I think <laughs> I just got pregnant again I mean she's timed it perfectly she's literally just woken up and she's starting to get a bit Winky. fiddly well done, anyway. Twilight. You timed your you timed Give her a little kiss for me. Well. Yeah, we'll do. And when we can all see each other and hug each other again, I yeah. will do that. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
GreatBigOwl.com Heavy Pencil An actor of my experience, you just get wrong dry. A podcast sitcom with Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. I played played Edmund Gelder and he played Fanny Snatch. The Observer called it a lovely thing. Wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. I'm not having any more of this. I need you to pull me off immediately. Heavy Pencil from Great Big Owl. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.